Euh, oui. Mais euh, c'est difficile parce que j'habite à New York. Euh, tous les mondes parlent anglais. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That's perfect. Sure. All right, cool. So I guess without further ado, Veronica, you all set? Yes. Okay, so five, five, four, four, three, three, two, three, two, two, <laughs> two. <laughs> and one. All right, listeners, welcome back to the Happy Hour. Thank you for uh, tuning in uh, once again. My name is David Ojay. I am MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. And, of course, this is the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. And I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And uh, joining us tonight is a former scout for the Montreal Canadiens who now runs Recruits.ca. This man predicted the Habs pick for the past two drafts with Ryan Paling at 25th in 2017 and Kotka Niemi at third in last year's draft. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome uh, Mr. Grant McCagg to the podcast tonight. Grant, how you feeling? Well, let's have at it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Pitter patter. Sorry, with I, the niceties. It, it, yeah, it's a, yeah. Well, you know, last second uh, come up with a pun for Hab, but anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should... Oh yes, I get it. Yeah, see, Veronica, come on. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you just laughed. No. So you just laughed anyways. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I've got manners. Even if you didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I, I, I like that. I like that. Okay. We like to have fun I here. laughed because I thought you were saying whatever. I'm not going to even say hello. Like, let's just get started. I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. Cut to the chase. Cut that's to right. the chase. No. Yeah. All good. <laughs> so... Um, it is, it's Christmas Eve, right? That's what everyone says. It's Christmas week. It is the draft. Finally, it's uh, coming upon us. The Habs yeah. are picking uh, 15th. And uh, of course, um, people have been uh, buying. Yeah, right. Maybe. That's the big, that is Ooh, a big yeah. question. <laughs> exactly. Uh, people have been buying the draft guide and you've been on a, a you've been on a TSN uh, 1200 and 690 and uh, being interviewed by uh, other people as well. And I don't know if you wanted to drop uh, or rather spill the beans, but who do you have at 15th for the Habs? Who do you think? Or what's the Habs situation going into tomorrow? Yeah, well, I mean, I do a mock draft, though, but, uh, you know, you, you really can't uh, take that as any kind of gospel because usually get about three out of the top 15, right? You know, it's just uh, that that's an impossible task, but everyone wants it to be done so you do one and uh, you know uh, you know you, at 15 who knows who the first 14 guys are right so you're just you're throwing darts uh, blind really but uh, I, I mean I have Lassie Thompson in that spot but it's one of those years where I you know uh, certainly last year I had a pretty good idea that I thought they were going to take Kakaniemi but this year I you know, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't bet 50 bucks on Lassie Thompson being the pick because uh, they may not it, they may move the I have a feeling that yeah yeah they may move uh, they move may move down this year yeah and probably I remember you mentioning that with a uh, Tony uh, the other or I think yesterday it was with Tony Marinero 
um, with our other friends at TSN 690, and you were saying probably moving down and uh, possibly looking at either uh, the younger Suzuki or a uh, Sam uh, Polen, I think it was, right? Uh, well, Thompson first and foremost, because I still think he'll be there in the early and 20s. Thompson? Yeah. Uh, and that's the guy that, you know, I have them taking at 15 if they stay put. So oh, certainly. Yeah. Lassie yeah. Lassie. That one. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. L- Lassie come home to Montreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please yeah. do. Exactly. That'd be fine. That'd be a good name. Have a Lassie and a Flambeau together. Oh my Easy. God. Easy. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's half Scottish, which I like cause I'm half Scottish and, cool. uh, half, half Finnish. So, I mean. Oh my That's god! Kind of a cool combination, I think. That's an interesting combination yeah. for sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It would, yeah. It would uh, complete the. We'd almost have a full finished squad out on the ice. Well, we yeah, yeah. Must have, so, you know, came off the fjords and headed uh, across to Scotland <laughs> there at some point, and found himself a lassie and uh, named their son Lassie, and the rest is his. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I was, so I was before I was rowing along in the fjord there. Before anybody um, asks, I have not had the reason that I sound so ignorant is because I am. I haven't had a decent chance to really get into uh, your guide, but I I thumbed through it today. It looks amazing, Grant. Um, but so just Thanks. operate on the premise that I'm completely ignorant. There are some things that I know, but most things I do not. And I've taken tomorrow off work to read it cover to cover. Because. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm going to the draft. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. You were getting rid of tickets. I thought maybe you weren't. Well, because I had none. Well, now she has too many. And then many I had too many. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, gotcha. um, Good. I, a generous benefactor came through with a pair together. So I'm going tomorrow oh, with my nice. boyfriend. Yeah. Nice. In the lower bowl. You gonna go next year to uh, Montreal, Dave? Uh, yeah. Holy that's the plan. cow! That's gonna be. I mean, just with the well, Grant, you know how that's the Twitter, pretty the Twitter atmosphere. I mean, so many people are just gonna flock to Montreal for the draft, whether they get into the Bell Center for it or not. I'm definitely yeah. planning on on being there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even well, looked I'll, at uh, Airbnb. I'll use my connections to get in there somehow or another. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, you, so hopefully, I won't have y- to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I you think can, I'll you go can next. Take year along the happy sure. hour. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've been looking for press passes for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, be nice. Yeah, you never I know. Mostly am. Veronica is one of the nicest people <laughs> online. Have you, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so let's yeah, see. No, uh, for sure. So one of the things, let's see. So uh, Lassie Thompson for the Habs. Uh, you had mentioned uh, previously, at least, well, no, uh, in the in the draft guide, you you like him because you're thinking that he is a natural um, replacement eventually for either Jeff Petrie or Weber, like years down the road, and that's pretty much the the logic behind that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't draft these guys. Uh, top ten guys, you expect them maybe to play in a year or two, but. You know, when you're drafting 15 or lower, um, it, it can take quite a few years. Like, look at McCarron. They're still waiting on him, you know. So, I right. mean, it, it it takes time. And you just, 
I mean, I look back at the, the Habs roster in 2015 and there's three players from, from then and it's four years later. So mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, everybody um, talks, well, draft a left defenseman. Well, no, draft the best defenseman, whether he shoots right or shoots left. Because in four years' time, I know you won't want to hear this, uh, Veronica, but Shea, you know, I might won't. be starting to, nope. might start nope. to be on the decline. <laughs> La, la, no. la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> he might be he might be starting to get some graze graze in though that beard of his and uh you know uh jeff knows if peachy's around in three four years you know probably maybe yeah. not he'll be hitting mid-30s as well and uh you know eventually you need replacements for these guys so yeah uh when this guy's coming into his prime uh, you know getting ready to um play top four minutes then you know you pass the baton mm-hmm. so uh yeah i don't think it has to be a left defenseman i i i think it may well be a defenseman if they draft a 15 because there's a bunch of them that are you know in that ranked in that area uh my favorite of the bunch is lassie so if cider doesn't fall and that's the other possibility yeah. the german kid yep yep who i uh, I was speaking with uh, Trevor Timmons there um, a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned that he reminds me a little bit of a fellow named Shea Weber. And he said, you know, that's good. I hadn't thought of that. That's good. That's a good comp. Oh, okay. So I think I think uh, you would like him, Veronica. Yeah, I'm he, he's sure good I look, would. He's a good-looking He's a good-looking German boy, too. So there you go. That never hurts. I'm actually trying to think when was the last time the Habs had a, had a German on the team. That's a good. I can't. Uh, Marcus Eisenschmidt. Eisenschmidt, that is right. Yeah. What? It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, that wasn't too long ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A couple no. of years ago, a few years ago, he played for. He was yeah. usually in the AHL though, but he was in the system. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's right. He wasn't. He didn't play for the. Yeah. No, I he wasn't on the opening night roster or anything no. like that. Veronica, so don't feel bad about not right, right, right. recognizing right. the name. I um, I have the. Yeah, it wasn't until recently that I've begun to pay attention to the ahl honestly mm-hmm. yeah i had yeah. the uh i had the okay. good f- the good fortune of uh living right smack dab in the middle of like say uh providence isn't too far of a hike uh syracuse isn't too far so i have a lot of ahl options and whenever either mm-hmm. um oh gosh whenever the ice caps or the rocket are around and i have time i definitely go try to catch a game i literally ran yes. into noah U- uh, julson last year and I almost didn't recognize him until he just walked in without a ticket and i said oh <laughs> that's who that is <laughs> so pretty funny but, um, uh, nice just, young man yeah. very nice young man i think no 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 is doing well i i think and he, you know i'm hoping for a bounce back from him mm-hmm. next season and uh you know i think it's one of the reasons why the Jordy's probably heading off is that Noah can come in there and uh, grab a spot next year. I hope. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, they didn't break the bank, I guess. <laughs> trying Never. to keep him. So no, no. <laughs> yeah. One of those situations. No, it's what I gather. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Jordy no, though. I, mean, I hope that he can go and oh, find yeah. more elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, just uh, the speed. You know the the eastern the, the conference in that is uh, pretty fast and uh, you know I think they they want to upgrade a, even a little more on the blue line as far as speed goes. So 
Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the uh, yeah. mantra that uh, that Timmons was mentioning, at least in the little Q&A they had on the uh, Habs Twitter, just saying it's all going to be speed, speed, speed. And, you know, Ben, God bless him, but not quite in that category. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why Thompson as well appeals is because uh, when I polled NHL scouts, he was um, – he was in the top five as far as best skaters goes. So you get 15th overall pick as one of the five best skaters. That's, that's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. So the rationale then for going trading down would be mm-hmm. to get Nick Suzuki's brother, or I, I just don't understand the rationale for trading. down. <laughs> well, Bob McKenzie puts his list out and he just did uh, last week and he pulls 10, pretty high-ranking scouts, and mashes all the numbers together, and he, he comes up with a pretty good list for, you know, just to have an idea of where guys are likely going to go. And Lassie Thompson was ranked 30th. Oh, wow. So okay. why not move down to 22? He's still there. Like right. 22 is, is the is the... I think the perfect spot, and LA's got the 22nd and the 33rd pick. Well, why not trade with LA if, if, you know, if the guy they want is at 15, they already have a top 10 pick. They say, well, we can get two top 15 guys. Mm. Let's do it, you know. And then you get the 33rd pick and the 22nd pick. And then the 22nd, you and still get the guy that you like. Well, yeah. where at 33? No, I have Thompson going at 20. Well, yeah, I have him at 22, but you go with the guy you have ranked 15 you know right, like there's exactly. going to be somebody that's top 15 and on the halves of this i'm almost certain that 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 uh at 22 if they move back they'll still get a guy that's top 15 in their rankings that's usually the way it works so i i just Got think it. it's one of those years where and even if let's say thompson's picked 20 or something like that well sam poulin's a heck of a nice fit you know the french canadian kid he brings size to the wing he, I'd say the odds of both Poulin and Thompson being gone by 22 are really low. So mm-hmm. that's just the, 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 the thinking that I, that I have. Both of them are great fits, both of them. But I think you can get them uh, later than 15. So, And, and even if they both are gone, they're still Suzuki. There, right. there you go. So, I mean, you know, I, I really think the odds are that I believe the Habs like all three of those guys, and if uh, if they did move down to say twenty-two, uh, at least one of them is still there on the board, and maybe even you got the thirty-third pick, you got the forty-sixth pick, you got the forty-ninth pick. Say it's up, it, you know, you got Thompson at twenty-two, goes up to twenty-seven, and uh, either Suzuki or Poulin's on the board. Package the 33rd pick and the 49th pick to move up to 27. Yeah. Get yeah. get one of the other two guys, you know? Yeah, get well, when you have the 33rd pick, the odds you moving up into the 20s are a lot better than trying to with the 46th and 49th. It's almost impossible. Teams don't mind moving back a few spots because they think the guy that they like will still be there, but they're not going to move back 20-some spots, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's my thinking on it, where you you, you try to do a little maneuvering, uh, a little out of the box where, I mean, uh, 
where you move up and down, down and up a bit, more like an NFL team. But it's been done, and I think this is a year where there's such a divergence in the rankings from from like 12 on that it would be a smart year to, uh, to do something like that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's uh, really interesting, kind of. Yeah, gonna be tuning in tomorrow for sure <laughs> to see how it all plays out. So oh yeah. Really hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So does conventional? I know that conventional wisdom has Jack Hughes and Capo Caco at one and two. Are which other ones are lock? Do you, do people think? You know what I mean? Or like is number down. three? Like last year, people thought Zadina or. Uh, what's that guy's name? Zadina. Yeah, Zadina. Yeah, they thought yeah. he was would a lock go at for three. Third. Yeah, and that yeah. was not the case. So is there? Yeah, well, I mean, and he didn't. So you know, yeah, you got to be careful. Exactly. People are getting smarter, and they're not saying that this guy's a lock at three or whatever. But right. I mean, Byram is the seems to be the popular choice for the third overall pick, but. You know, Chicago drafted three defensemen with first-round picks in the last two years. So, mm. uh, all things mm. being equal, if they like a forward as much as Byram, and that's possible, then uh, you know, thoughts are that they would lean towards the forward. All you know, that's all things being equal. But if Byram's the third guy on their list, they'll they'll take him. You know, you. There's nothing wrong with loading up uh, at one position because things change, as I've, as I've said yeah. before, that three, four years down the road, the rosters change. Uh, defensemen bring great value. Um, I mean, Nashville, for years there, the, every year it seemed like they picked defensemen. Like They had Ryan Suter, they had Weber, they had... Uh, uh, um, Ryan Ellis, mm. they had all those guys in the system and they still picked uh, Jones because he was the best player at fourth overall. And then what did they do a couple of years later? They they turned that into a first-line centerman, right? Mm-hmm. They filled another need by using that asset. So there, you can't just look at it in a bubble and say, oh, well, you don't take another player at that position because you have too many. Well, you can move. You can move the guy that loses, that you know, the guy that doesn't win. Let them fight it out. Four guys and the the fifth guy. Well, you move him, you know, or you fill another position, or you trade uh, a veteran or whatever. I mean, things change over three, four years, and you just can't. Uh, it's all about asset building, and the more assets you have, the more valuable assets you have, the more the more movement you can make to uh, fill other needs. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And uh, (laughs) as we know too, uh, I mean, it it seemed that the, the haves almost have almost a wealth of riches going into the training camp too, because I mean, who knows already who's going to be coming up on the, on the, yeah, exactly. It seems like the sink was empty and then bam, Mm -hmm. we have all these dishes all of a sudden. All of these dishes. That's what always happens with an empty sink, by the way. People go, yay, an empty sink, and then they just fill it up. I have no idea what you're talking about. At least in my house. (laughs) (laughs) um, So, speaking of dishes, um, then, uh, so we mentioned McCarran there for a second. Yeah, well, a little bit. (laughs) We mentioned McCarran, and thank God Bergevin did a little bit of a presser today speaking about uh, players in particular. Yeah, we mentioned Ben, but Houdon and uh, McCarran 
I mean, he's saying that McCarron's going to be at training camp. He's going to give him another shot. While Houdon, he has a bit of a weirder situation going on. Um, is Houdon, uh, we're thinking he's hitting free agency if he doesn't take the qualifying offer? Is that the uh, thought? Or uh, trying to Houdon. think. He, he, he done. He he's done. out. Done. Um, <laughs> Houdon. <laughs> he, well, he, I, he... I, yeah, I. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think he would rather go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think he wants to play. Bergeron's saying that. Bergeron's saying the uh, you know the politically correct thing, but yeah, well, I mean, and so is Hudon saying the you know the politically correct exactly. thing. But I, you listen to your agent, though, you know, yeah. and his agent's saying, "Well, Charlie, you're uh, 18th on the death chart here," you know. Uh, I mean, when Suzuki comes in, Palin comes in, uh, wheels back, uh, all these guys, he's, you know, uh, McCarron's ahead of him, going to be ahead of him on the depth chart because really and truly the club does not need a 12th uh, forward under 5'11". They really don't, you know. Mm -hmm. They need some size. There needs to be a better mix there. And that's why I think McCarron is going to be on the club next year. And Houdon doesn't. Uh, I mean, he if he wants to stay in the organization, he's going to have to play in Laval next year. It's just the way it is. Right. I think he's an I think he's an AHLer. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he's a tweener, where he's just mm-hmm. not quite good enough for your top six. But he's also not big enough and good enough defensively for your bottom six. So mm-hmm. AHL it is. Uh, and I mean, you know, not everybody can make it. It's he's a great great player, but the fine line between uh, play, you know, being an NHL regular and just not quite, you know, being an AHL star, and that's he's he's in the latter category, I'm afraid. Right. And Grant, why why would you um, talk about this need for more size when sort of all signs are pointing to, you know, size and height isn't winning hockey games these days? Like, not necessarily winning championships these days. Are you meaning like? Just like brute mass, or what do you mean by size? Well, there's not an NHL club that, in the playoffs that had 11 forwards that were under 5'11. Montreal had 11 forwards. St. Louis, I think, had one forward under 5'11. One. Yep, those were big. And boys. they just won the cup. And there's Copycat League. And right now, the team to copy is St. Louis, and they're not small, right. they're huge. Their defense is all six four, six five. Uh, five of their six defensemen were over six three. Uh, I mean, uh, it's and then Boston wasn't small either. You know, big clubs. Um, yeah. it's a war of attrition out there. And uh, I mean, you know, for a couple of years there, uh, well, uh, it's getting faster, this and that. But when you look at it, you really study the numbers there aren't many there still aren't many players under 510 in the league and montreal is got the smallest forward lineup in i think by far in the league right now yeah and, they're kinda, uh, yeah it's just still pretty uh, good though you have to you yeah but you have to have a bit of a mix there you know right and um some size is not going to hurt uh and I, I i still i still think mccarran is just one of those guys that um, need time 
uh, kind of like Brian Boyle back in the day, six six, another six six guy that never really became an NHL regular until he was twenty five, but then filled a really important role that, for a decade since. Well, I, I kind of get that sort of. Uh, I think McCarron, whether it's in Montreal or elsewhere, I think he, he carves out an NHL career as a as a bottom six guy that can, uh, you know, do. It's not going to be sexy, but he'll he'll pick up few points and, and and play a strong uh if he can utilize the size which i think he's getting better at all the time he's uh he'll carve out an nhl career and i'm i hope he makes the team next year because i really think that that's uh just you, you got to have a bit of a mix you can't just go with all small guys uh because it, you know they'll they'll wear down and uh anyway we'll see especially in the playoffs like I want this team to win in the playoffs, and um, uh, he's the kind of guy that's gonna that you're gonna need uh, in on playoff runs, whether it's even for a few games or not. So, anyway, yeah, that's right. why I think Hugh Dong's just uh, uh, right. there's just too many uh, already uh, guys of his ilk on the team, and you just you know you can go down the list like Lekkonen, Tatar. Um, Gallagher, they're Shaw, even like they're all small guys. So, yeah. um, but they're better. Mm-hmm. Every one of those guys are better players. So mm-hmm. he just doesn't, uh, he doesn't, um, have the, the all around game to, uh, to win a role. I don't think next year. Right. He kind of, um, and McCarron, he, I was going to say, he kind of reminds David. me of, uh, he kind of reminds me of Daniel Carr a bit. Who don't, but yeah, right. yeah, a little tweener, a tweener that way, you know. Yep, yep. Had McCarron, well, we'll see. But it, yeah. it, McCarron will be eligible for waivers next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, uh, I don't know that we'll see, but I, I think he makes a roster this year. Um, obviously, he'll have to have a good training camp. Right. Um, but yes. from what I was told, um, Joel really liked him. In uh, yes. And he, that was so, mutual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they had a whole they had a whole write up on that whole exchange there. I mean, Bouchard, thank God we have him down at at Laval. I think he's doing some wonderful work there. You know, not there for the wins, but there for the development. And if McCarron feels comfortable with that, just unfortunately McCarron was injured. You know, in the in in like uh, you know the peak part of the season there in Laval, so he was out for a good stretch. But um. You know, if he comes back healthy for training camp and, you know, gives it his all, I guess we'll see what happens. And that's when yeah, he was well, never acted entitled to be like he should be on the big club ever. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's right. You know, I, he's, like he, I think he and even when, when he was drafted, Trevor said this kid's going to take, you know, it's going to take time. He won't be right. ready. You'll have to be patient with him. So um, anyway, uh, I've always I always liked him. I like them, uh, so I'm I'm stubborn, so I'm gonna still like them. <laughs> so am like I. Them. Stubborn, yeah. You guys, <laughs> stubborn. I'm Pull glad there's reason for optimism with um, with Mr. McCarron. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. And uh, you know, he's a muck, and uh, you know, we got to stick together. Uh, the MCs, yeah. <laughs> MCs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so let me see here. I didn't want to keep you for too long, Grant. I don't know how much time you had left. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, <laughs> well, you've been doing a lot of this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been at it all night too, right? Today. Yeah. Jeez. No, 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 no. It's all good. Oh, Keep going. Okay. Well, I had one interview today so far, and oh. it was like this morning. So you're all set. You're ready to burn the midnight oil here. All right. So no, actually... no, let's not get out of hand. <laughs> so no, uh, we'll we'll keep you on for one um, other little thing that we do. So uh, in the off season, when the Habs, um, you know, are Uh-oh. yeah, in the off season, uh, we started at the Habit Hour doing like just a player a week. We just pick a player out of a hat and we just talk about all his accolades and whatnot and. For this week, for this episode, we decided to pick on Joel Armia. So not pick on. Well, yeah, let's pick on him. Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> sure. so, here it is. Okay, well, Grant, you Uh-oh. can take it away. What are your thoughts on on our esteemed Finnish player Joel Armia? Joel Armia. Yes. Well, um, let me. Uh, I, I mean, some games there he looked like a role beater. When okay. he decides, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to cycle. I'm going to hit people. I mean, when he first came back from that injury, yeah, there was a couple of games there where he was the best player on the ice, and it wasn't even close. Yes. And I thought, whoa, where did this come from? And then he disappeared for a month, and then he came back again. And so, obviously, consistency is uh, something that you'd love to see a little bit more from because he certainly has some tools he can stick handle he can you know protect the puck he can uh, obviously he can cycle and he can hit and check and all those things i don't think he has a lot of uh um, create like he's not doesn't see his teammates all that well like i don't know how many times it drove me crazy there at uh, one point in the season where cock caught Kanami be wide open and he just oh, never seemed to see him my lord you know yes exactly right i have I, <laughs> oh I, I remember you i remember you and i kind of you yeah you oh liking a few of those comments god, on, if i recall i right. have a whole page of tweets <laughs> i swear to god that's like i don't think armia is doing kakanyemi any favors out there when they had the yeah, finish line no. out there there was one yeah but there was the one finish line yeah got Wish it would have been closer to the finish line. Exactly, yeah. really. Yeah. There was there was one game in particular though where uh, Yarmia had a fantastic game. Unless I'm getting mixed up with somebody, but he was on the same line with Jonathan Drouin, and those two were unstoppable together for like one game. And we yeah. and I was right. thinking, oh, finally Drouin is unleashed, and now Armia is unleashed. Oh, that's a great tandem, and then it vanished, unfortunately. So, yeah. But yeah, when he's yeah. on his game, well, he's on his game. But it's not—it's a consistency thing, like mm-hmm. you said. Well, it's the same with Drouin too. Yeah, yep, yep, if you yep. could, uh, if you could get them to take consistency pills or whatever, that you know they'd be held a player, both of them. But yeah, uh, uh, and I think that's what Winnipeg finally got tired of. You know, in Buffalo before that, where you just. You know, is it going to be good Armia or a bad Armia? And, uh, How old is Armia? Like, uh, I think he's 25. Yeah, I so. believe he's 25. He, his trade history, I actually have it down here in my notes. He was part of the Evander Kane trade between the yes, Jets and the Sabres. Right. And then he yeah. uh, came to the Habs with Steve Mason, a seventh and a fourth, in exchange for Simon Bork last year. Bork, yeah. 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 Bork, Bork. That's right. And then Steve Mason was shipped off right away. I remember that that week there. 
Yeah, that was a salary dump uh, yep, yep. Uh, by Winnipeg. That's why they got, you know, they got them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they may pull another, you know, if they can't sign one of these free agents, they may pull another one of those types of deals this year. Right. Where they uh, take on some salary because mm-hmm. they still $10 million at least under the cap again. And uh, I really hope that, uh, you know, Jeff makes enough money as it is that he doesn't need that extra 10 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Lord knows I don't help him out you with know? that at all. Jeez. <laughs> he has a prime product, yeah. that Molson. Jeez. Got in the right business. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So a funny little asterisk on Armia's uh, uh, career so far with the Habs is that he was part of that record-setting, like, NHL league-wide record-setting play with Max Domi, where they scored those two goals in uh, the fastest time ever, like, two seconds apart or something like that. Yes! That was Armia with the oh. second one <laughs> from from the from the dot. Pop! You know, just a Who quick was that? What, what game was that? That was against the Washington Capitals, and the Habs won it 6-4. to four. There you go. Yeah, I was, nice. I was looking that up. He did that and the hat trick against the Rangers, and I was at that game, and that was a oh, lot of right. fun. <laughs> it was one of those games where like, wow, thank God we got Armia. And then again, <laughs> where'd it go? But I also was wondering with Armia and his power play presence, because at the tail end of the season, and actually this is something that we talked about uh, last night with uh, Michel Lacroix, and we were saying how the power play was finally getting its legs under it in, like, the last four weeks of play. And they were clicking at, like, 40%. And Armia with, um, gosh darn it, the other uh, question Wheel. mark there. Yeah, Mr. Wheel there. Yeah, they were converting some interesting plays. And I thought that they were um, adding to the power play finally at the end of the season. So that's another interesting thing because he was brought on initially as a power play guy and nobody knew why <laughs> yes well yeah i mean at some one point in the season he had never gotten a power play point it's like somebody looked up yeah. the stats and he never got a power play point in his career and yet he was getting trotted out there on the first well i mean they needed a replacement for Pacioretty, you know yeah they yeah. no Pacioretty went 80 games with a, with two power play points so Claude says, "Well, we got to replace that. You know, mm-hmm. we need the we need we need the guy that'll get a power play point every forty games out there. Yeah. Every I don't understand That's it. What I you really need. it just it drives me crazy. It is yeah. it is nuts. It drives everybody crazy. Everybody I ask. It does. Yeah. I mean, and before that, it was Dayarnay for uh, I don't oh. know. It seems like they've got to have a guy oh on the God. first power play unit that gets a point every thirty games, and oh. I don't <laughs> quite get it." Mm-mm. Now it's funny because I remember when I was at the uh, when I was at that uh, that camp uh, for the Habs in March, right. the fantasy camp, right? And you know, yes. I was lucky enough to be speaking to Josh Georges during a game, and there was a power play. I said, "Josh, or Mister Georges, what do they got to do?" And he <laughs> just shook his head and he said, "Well, they got weapons. Don't know what's wrong." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah." And of course, no, no, that was true. And of course, that was a game where I think it was against the Islanders, and they blew them out of the rink for nothing or something like that. And they had like two power play goals, of course. So that one, <laughs> or so, it was something crazy like that. But uh, yeah. But 
Yes. Yeah, well, so. they do have they do have some pieces there, and I, uh, but um, they don't have the big the big presence with with good hands, you mm-hmm. know. Um, like Armia is not a not a garbage goal kind of guy, right. really. He does he does no. a lot of things right, but I think that's what they're trying to use him as. But that's not really his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it Ideally, if they could find some, even in the past, like I've even, I think they tried McCarron there a little bit, but certainly he's a hard guy to look over the top of. Exactly, hard to move. You could ever get him to, yeah, yeah, you know. uh, But ideally, you get somebody that actually scores a few goals. McCarron has not been able Mm. to do that at the NHL level. So, Uh, but that that's a piece that I think. If they do add somebody uh, up front, that that's what he'd be looking for. But um, and then at the point, we never really got it sorted out with who's Weber, who's Weber best suited with yeah. back there. You the, know, the blue line I think is what it's almost the thing that really kills them because as soon as Jeff Petrie takes a shot, he's going to miss by 12 feet and the yeah. puck goes out yeah. of the zone. And so zone. stuff like that. Oh, I know. And then they I try know. the four man with Weber as like the top of the umbrella. And it just, they, Oh my God, it's, they don't know with the guy behind the net or it's like Weber and Druen, yeah. and Druen doesn't know where to go. Cause nobody's moving. It's just like, wow, there's, there's some stuff going on here yeah. that they haven't figured out. <laughs> Poor they guys. they need a playmaking defenseman for the for the power play. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they really have that. That's uh, one missing ingredient for sure. Uh, you know, preferably a lefty, I guess. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Mete. The problem with Mete is uh, he can make some plays, but he's got no shots. So they just they play the pass with Mete. So he can't really. Uh, he's not a power play guy, right. ideally. You need somebody that has both that can, you know, that has a good shot, uh, so they don't know whether he's going to pass it or shoot it. Uh, yes. Shea's not really a playmaker, you know. He's he's the he's the no. cannon, right? He's mm-hmm. the he's yeah. the guy that. So, uh, and then Drewan, well, Claude gets a little uh, worried about having Drewan back, and I don't blame him having him on the point because, you know. Uh, Short-handed goals, nothing will, nothing will uh, drive a coach crazier mm. than short-handed goals. So, mm. um, that's you know that is a need uh, to get a playmaking um, defenseman. Yeah, For sure. and we're not gonna. <laughs> I mean, whoever like like Bergevin was saying today, whoever they draft tomorrow, it's probably not going to be playing on the club next year. No, we have that no. need now. That's right. That's right. So that's and it may be two or three years mark. before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought there was like four, four happy hours. Is it only two now? Yeah. Whittled it down to two or what? Oh, so. Wow. Oh, yeah. that, I guess you're not see. a regular listener. Uh-oh. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> no. So we did have four at the initial <laughs> onset. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of Sorry. our original Sorry. people. It's okay. I'll give a brief yeah. history. That's so okay. Ashley um, had <laughs> life uh, catch up with her. She has a family uh, that she kind of okay. found herself in. Right. She's very happy, though. But it's, you know, she has two kiddos and they're a lot of work. 
Um, Beth, yeah. our other one, is on vacation right now. She just got to Toronto today, oh, so she's okay. just AWOL at the moment. And so it's just Veronica, you know, picking up the slack with whoever decides okay. to pick it up with us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, see, I was paying enough attention that I knew there was, you know, more than two years. Yeah. So. See, I that's, was just joking that, yeah. around. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there you go. So be happy. I'm, uh, I, I follow the happy hour, uh, yeah. or chronicles online. <laughs> and, you know, we appreciate yeah, that. All good. For sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I think with okay. that, we just wanted to cover Armia there and it got into, well, screw Armia. We need a playmaking defenseman actually. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You well, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think uh, that's pretty much everything we had. Uh, do you have any parting questions, Veronica? You got any parting uh, statements, Grant, for tomorrow? And tomorrow's a big day. No, yeah. I uh, I don't really have any parting statements other than, you know, go Habs, go. Go Habs, go. Go Habs, go. Absolutely. Okay, well, Grant, thank you so much for calling in. And, uh, you know, thanks we'll be for in joining touch. us, Grant. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. And he's off. Okay. And he's off. All right. Well, it was good. It was good. Grant's a good egg. He's a good guy. He sure is. (laughs) Gets a lot of guff on social media. Yeah, and he doesn't deserve it. He does his homework. Um, I was listening to his hits on TSN and some of the hits from, like, previous draft years, and he was saying that he watches over, you know – Oh my God! Like over a hundred games in the Q, a hundred games in the OHL, because he lives in the area, so he can go to those relatively easily, and just you know scopes out all the right. talent, and um, he puts it together. And as Veronica, you know, as you were saying, uh, the draft guide looks amazing. It is. It well, looks amazing. It's a put together piece of work, and it's worth every penny. I haven't had the. I haven't had a, a good decent amount of time to devote to it. But tomorrow I'm diving in because oh, I'm yeah. not going to be like the wet lady tomorrow <laughs> and just have no idea what's going on. Are you wearing like, a Habs jersey? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Do you have a pin? I do. But in my disaster of a house right now, I have oh. no idea where it oh, is. Oh, no. Jeez. But I do have a pin, of course. Yeah, I, I was actually so at my interview for my job, I was wondering if I should wear my pin because I like suited up for the job, right? And right. I just, I couldn't convince myself to wear a sports pin to a job interview. It just didn't, Yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite convert. And funny yeah, enough. Yeah, it depends what kind of job. And it was funny because, so I get there and for whatever reason, I mentioned Canada for whatever question they asked. I don't know what it was, but one guy was like, oh, don't mention Canada to us. I was like, what do you mean? Oh. Apparently the guy I would be replacing if I got the job he Ooh, moved to Winnipeg. He defected. Gotcha. <laughs> yep, yep. So they were like, no Canada, not at all. <laughs> They're joking, but still, I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. That's course. too bad. Must be a yeah. sour taste. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, so that was Grant. Uh, pretty much all the information that we had for today, tonight's podcast was all about Grant and the draft, and we you know, got some really awesome info out of it, I think. A lot of fun. I think so, too. Um, something I wanted to mention about Armia, which I just realized we didn't really uh, mention. He was a first-round pick, 16th overall yep, yep. by the Sabres in 2011. Yep. He played for uh, the Aces the po- in Porin, Finland, the Porin Asat. And he yep. helped them to a championship in the 2012-2013 
season for them. He made his NHL debut in 2014 with the Sabres. And, and he uh, was Kotkaniemi's favorite player. And he was Kotkaniemi's favorite player. And there's something to that. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta wonder about that. You know, so we have, uh, you know, Kotkaniemi with the Habs now, and he's playing with his favorite player from Porin. Exactly. I can't imagine how cool that would be. And he's he's such a Kotkaniemi himself is such a good, smart player. Mm-hmm. He recognizes it. There's a reason that he's he would have been excited to watch Armia. Yeah. Who had a good second half. Really did. And w- what Grant was saying, and I just wanted to let him talk instead of doing my usual interrupting because wow. um, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, mm-hmm. Armia, so when he came back, he had come back from an injury. And I mean, you'd think that he would be 100 percent, but he, he, he I don't know. I. I like to use the the recovering, like coming back from an injury as an excuse for him. Mm-hmm. So I find him, he's so relentless on the puck and his style of play is very aggressive. Um, oh, he was like a and... power kill machine. Too. Yes. I forgot all about yes. that. Wow. Sorry, Armia. And um, so, yeah. It was his and his knee. second half, I thought, was good. Yeah. Ooh. And the fucking knee is kind of important. Knees are very important. Yes. They're really important. They help you. It's with... where you, th- you bend your leg. Yeah. That's, see... In the happy hour, we we know that um, the knee, it's exactly as you said, Veronica. It's where the leg bends. <laughs> if you can't bend your leg, you're going to look really awkward on skates. It's going to be hard skate skating. See, yeah, it's, exactly. It's math, of course. Yeah, and uh, biology. And biology and um, anatomy. And that, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> that was close. So, Damn it! Um, and fortunately, this is something I, I'm looking through my notes and I realized, oh, wait, this was a cool thing that happened. Um, today at uh, Bergevin's uh, presser, Grant mentioned yes. he's saying the politically correct things, as always. But he did also say that Armia and Lekkonen are staying. So yes, he's looking for a staying. way to get those two with the team still. And that's going to be interesting to watch because, yeah, the Habs definitely have the cap space to do it. But if they pay for both Armia and Lekkonen, well, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for uh, getting another player. So I would – I'm going to wager – here's my prediction. Okay. The Habs are not going to get either Panarin or uh, Duchesne. Yeah. Neither of them. Not going to get them because they're – I'm fine with that big contract players if they do i mean the habs are they're gonna have to trade away you know somebody and the rumor mill was one of byron one of shaw one of those guys so it's i mean (sighs) bergevin hasn't made his summer move yet and people are getting antsy of course which doesn't matter (laughs) because he doesn't because he doesn't you know care about that he doesn't care but If a move happens and bears a He said to expect the unexpected. That he did. Like, nobody's paying attention to him. There's some player murking around somewhere that we're not even paying that attention to. That nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And that's who Bears is going to get. We're going to be Googling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, then aside from that, we mentioned briefly that... The draft is going to be in Montreal next year. I know we mentioned this uh, last night with Michel Lacroix. Uh, Monsieur Michel Lacroix. Monsieur Michel Lacroix, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be wild. 
I that even, is going to be wild. I don't even know what we're going to do. I mean, it'd be cool to have the happy hour have their own place. Uh, yeah. So um, so that's to. what I'm going to do. I still have the Airbnb app. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I am going to check out. If you can get that place from before and not in, okay, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. have I do. that okay. happened with the, okay, yeah, yeah. we'll, yeah. that would be very cool because that was a very nice place. It was a very nice place, kind of like removed from downtown though, but it was in the plateau, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And it'll be during the summer. And it will be during the summer. Oh my Montreal, God. Montreal. There's going to be a riot at the draft. There oh just is. Oh my God. God. I mean, the Raptors won, and they busted a cop car. Typical. And That's um, right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Just, I mean, I just know that everyone on Twitter went nuts, and they're like, well, we're going to Montreal next summer, so see ya, guys, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. Okay. Guests. Okay. So I'm just, this is merely out of curiosity. I'm oh, having yeah. a look at what Airbnbs go for. Oh, yeah. Um, next year. All right. So, okay, a selection of homes. Stroll to the old port from this modern Scandinavian-style loft. Ooh. That's good. So the prices that they quote here, I forget. Are they per person? They are per person. Or is it per <sighs> night? Ooh, look at this place. I think it's per night, actually. Per night, yes. Okay. Historic loft with magnificent stone walls Whoa. in old Montreal. Well, we can't break those. <laughs> exactly if anything goes on um okay check availability okay right now it's 160 dollars per night if i'm looking at oh my god we could handle oh that. i can't us four it doesn't go beyond um may 2020 Ooh, maybe they are not they're not sure out up until then because it's if it's Airbnb, everything yeah you know it's people oh it's the website's the not only going thing that far Okay, so no, it's not going beyond November 16th. Okay, so every have... date after November 16th is crossed out. And I don't believe it's because it's sold. Is it because, is it that one place? Is it like the six month mark? Okay, now, okay, so I'm just going to look at another place. Well, yeah, it's all it's all dependent on the place. Also, yeah, listeners, and if I'm you just being know random. How, if you want to know how Airbnb works, stick around because we're going to be talking yeah. about it for a while. <laughs> No, all the Habs news, okay. I mean, all the breaking news is going to be happening tomorrow. So if you want some prime time Dave and Veronica time, this is it. Okay. <laughs> it's just Googling while we're on yeah, the exactly. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Googling, I'm just going to be on my phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I'm looking at another place. Oh, this other place is completely. Oh, maybe it's just because. It's only certain times of year that these places are available. Oh, yeah. Because maybe the people move or, like, live at their summer yeah. home or okay. something like that. That's, you know what I, I mean? mean, why didn't we think of that earlier? Damn it. Damn it. Oh, wait. And I have okay, a nib. dates. Remember? You have an Yeah. With our friend, our other friend, you know, that we like to listen to. Oh, Yes. And he's informed with the team, and he's like, "Oh, Dave, you know, if ever you want to come up and blah blah blah." I don't know yeah. if he can. I don't know if he can accommodate four people, but <laughs> I mean, he'd love it. I but have no idea who you're talking about. I'll. I, I didn't want to name okay. drop. <laughs> no, no. 
let's not. Um, okay, I can beep so... it out and be funnier. <laughs> Who? Mr. Oh, of course. Oh, wait, I got to write down My when God. this happened when I edit this now. Okay, so this is like, <laughs> shit. We have to beep <laughs> that out. second. <laughs> of course I'm going to beep it out. I don't want people being like, oh, <laughs> no, blah, yeah, blah, no, blah, blah, totally. Blah. You cannot. Nobody will figure this out. So Say too bad, blah, blah, blah. so sad. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, Airbnb does not offer dates currently beyond May 31 of 2020. What a stupid website. I know. Let's just get like a... It's not helpful. Let's just get like a fancy hotel then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's break the bank. May as well. I mean, come on. It's the draft for God's sake. <gasps> Unbelievable. Oh, well, you just Although we're, yeah, no, 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 no. I was just thinking it's the draft in Montreal and it's just right after the win, the, the Habs win the Stanley Cup. Could you like, imagine? Like it's going to be party central. Well, the, the city won't be standing anymore. It'll be under martial law. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be armed guards bringing people into the draft, you know. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, a, a, a Stanley Cup win in Montreal, I mean, it's 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 just gonna be pandemonium. It's gonna be insanity. Pandemonium. It's gonna be insanity. Absolutely. It's gonna be great. And it's gonna be great. And I'm gonna be up there. Like no matter where I am, I'm gonna be in Montreal for that playoff run. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy property. Something will get broke. <laughs> no, you're not. I might flip over a park bench or something. They're going. Well, okay. <laughs> That's okay. That you can do. But if they if they if they Rock see a, a park bench flipped over somewhere, they're going to use this as evidence. It's going to be Exhibit A, this I, podcast episode. I know. Good luck. <laughs> Wear gloves. I know. Fingerprints. I got to get back into the U.S. before I'm extradited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... But you have dual citizenship, don't you? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Very difficult oh. for me. My mother can get it, but I cannot. Right. Yeah, so that's it's lame. Very lame. But we'll figure something out. I'm trying to think what else is I'm a dual on. citizen with Chile. Well, that's because you're so fancy and Chilean. Well, it's because I was born there. Yes. That's how that works. And then you lived in Chile. Chile doesn't like really like ever. dual citizenship though, mm. so I have to be careful about that. Okay. Do you have to like stay they, at the they... embassy when you visit? <laughs> no, but when I enter Chile, I enter on my Chilean passport. Oh, I see. Well, that makes sense. You know, that's just a, yeah. That's a that's like a respect thing. I yeah. <laughs> like if I entered on my Canadian passport, they would say that my birthplace is Santiago, and things could get problematic. And I don't want to answer questions. Right. Yeah. Why would you want to answer questions in Chile? You're not there to and, be questioned. Yeah. You just and do plus, stuff. if I enter on my Canadian passport, I have to pay an entrance fee, and I don't want to pay an entrance fee. No kidding. Right? What? So it's just it's just pragmatism. An entry fee? Yeah, like an entrance, like a tax. Whoa. When you come in. Yeah, they charge like, I don't know, 100 bucks, 100 US, something like that. that I can't remember. Mind. It's been a while since I've been back. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's lame, but it's, wow. It's lame, but you got to make your money somehow. Tourism. Wow, there it is. Right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that Government. was the case. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Damn. It's like a tourist visa fee. 
that you pay at the airport. It's that's crazy because I'm just I'm because I've traveled. I've been to Mexico, Mm -hmm. didn't have to do something like that. I've been to Mm. Roatan, wherever that is, didn't have to do that. Where Uh, is that? It's in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Um, Oh, okay. It might Um, be a Caribbean island. There's a point that I'd like to make here. Chile is not Mexico. I've been dealing with this all my life. I know. Oh, I know. Okay. Chile okay. is a whole okay. other co- I'm just saying. Yes. I, I, Chile like, is South America. Mexico is a North America. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I just want to make that clear. Well, like I've been to Australia. I didn't have to pay for a visa in Australia. It's certain passports too. Huh. Now that I'm thinking of it. I wonder if one of our listeners can enlighten us on this. <laughs> We never look things up when we're talking. No. It, it would no. help. Especially right now, like I said. Like All once, these questions once, that we have. Once Grant hung up, it's like hockey? <laughs> I know. No. What are you talking about? And I gave up on Airbnb. Yeah. It's annoying okay. me. That's okay. Grant. No, Airbnb can be very annoying. Are you okay? No, yes, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I just got a message from... Oh, no kidding. You can bleep that out, too. All right. Oh, geez. What okay. time is it? <laughs> Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I was temporarily distracted. No problem. No, it's only extra editing time for me because I gotta look these things up now. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. We have four minutes to eat up now. Okay. Um. Okay. So going to the draft tomorrow with my boyfriend. Yep. He is. Yeah, it's super excited. It He's is. super excited. I'm super excited because, like I said a few episodes ago, I think there's going to be drama. Yeah, I mean, I just... don't think we're just going to sit there and everybody's going to go at one, two, three, four, five, and you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna get to boo Gary Bettman. Yeah, live. And he live. <laughs> and I think I oh, oh please. Say, we've got a trade to announce. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Oh. In person. Oh, my God. Could you? Well, I mean, Grant just I filled my like head with all this stuff that the Habs could do. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Who knows what could happen? Because Grant's like, this is my mock draft, like, for fun. But who knows what's going to happen? I've been doing this for years, and I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, He's great. like, people want the mock draft, so I give them the mock draft. But what I'm interested in. <laughs> he, he does it as like an afterthought. It's like, well, I don't really know. <laughs> Dude, he pegged Ryan Paling, and he was 25th. That's crazy. 25th. So many things can happen before 25. Exactly. I mean, Kokaniemi was the easy one. But the thing about Kokaniemi and Grant was that Grant was talking about Kokaniemi like in February. Um, yes. You no, know? no, no, no. It was before that. Oh it yeah. It was before that. I think so. Yep. I remember I have the I actually have the tweet saved somewhere because I needed a receipt against somebody in an argument that they lost. <laughs> obviously. But no, Grant, And he and yeah. I'm thinking um in the podcasts podcast episode said he recorded with Brian. Oh right, yeah. I think it dates back to one of those. Okay. Oh yeah, because yeah. Brian was like, who? And then Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poor Brian. Love you, Brian. Poor Brian. <laughs> now, now he knows who Kutkin Yemi is, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Everybody does. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, he's not going back to Finland. That was the whole no. case at oh the beginning of the season, God. too. And yes. just watching him? I was no fighting way. everybody. No way is he going back to Finland. Come on, we need him. Ooh, send him to Laval so he doesn't have to. Julian doesn't ruin him. Yeah, Come right. on. Have Come you looked on. at that kid? Nobody's going to ruin that kid. It just, I remember, I, and of course, you know, this makes me think of the rookie tournament where he wasn't that good. And, but. In the one game. In the one game. And it's funny because he was paired <laughs> up against Brady Kachuk, and Kachuk had like a yes, great oh game. And we got killed at the rookie tournament, as usual. But I remember sitting there, it was in Quebec, right? City? Yes. I, I don't even remember was where it? I stayed. Did you go? Yeah, I went. And you don't remember the city? Well, yeah. Now you remember? Wait, was it at the Bell Center? No, it had to be in Quebec. <laughs> there was a game at the Bell Center, I thought. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of the preseason. Our memories are failing us, and Boy. we're relatively young. This was definitely the rookie tournament, though. I just don't remember if it was in Quebec or uh, Montreal. It had Ville to be, de Quebec? It had, to, it had to be in Ville de Quebec. No, no, it had to be. I just don't remember yeah. where I stayed. Some crazy Airbnb place. Airbnb. Troll, There's the Airbnb again. Mm -hmm. It's good though. It's cheap. Save some cash. And it's so convenient. It really effing is. Isn't like it? with all the amenities. Oh my God. So good. And places that have parking because you drive. Parking is the. Oh my God. Shotgun. What? What? <laughs> In Montreal, when you're driving us around. Oh, yeah. I call shotgun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All this right. is we have very to... easy because Beth is not even on. And and Ash is like, what? <laughs> and I called it already. <laughs> that's no that's no problem. I have a very comfortable car. No problem. <laughs> uh, and hey, guess what? We did it. It's the end of the episode. We did it! Yay! Thanks for sticking around if you've Yay. stuck around this long. <laughs> and um if you're still here. Yeah. Everyone, uh, enjoy the draft tomorrow. Uh, this is actually kind of our season finale for season two of the yes! Abbey Hour. And we'll start season three. Our uh, six, this is our 66th total episode. We've been doing that. We've done this 66 times. Yes, we have. I've only missed one. I've missed, missed none. None. But anytime I miss, I can't. We can't record we so. all miss right right yeah whenever you miss we we got no podcast take a break um i am just going to look take up a break. one thing and then we can go okay number 66 has never been worn by a hab mm. ever and i forgot to mention last night i wanted to mention that it was our paul byron no our oh. andrew Schoss episode and before that 64. No, no. Six. The other player oh. that wore number 65 for the Habs. Who was oh, it? Um, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I probably do. Oh, it, okay. It's a tough one that I sure yeah, I don't. It was Ron Hainsey. Hainsey! Mm-hmm. He was in Montreal for two seasons. Got traded to Columbus. Got traded to Atlanta. Got traded to Winnipeg. Got traded, got traded to Toronto. Now he's with Toronto. <gasps> there, Kyle Dubas is, he's in a pickle. This makes me so happy. Well, we <laughs>
Oh,